I don't, did you, I don't know, like, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, JV. That's what I was smoking my cigar. <laughs> don't be an asshole today. <laughs> There's a name for that that style. I forget what the name is. Lesbian. <laughs> yeah, yes. that too. That too. Oh my god, that's funny. Well, um, how was your uh, How was your Christmas? Uh, it was nice. It was uh, a lot of food, a lot of people. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a lot of children now in the family, so it was loud, louder than usual. <laughs> how was your Christmas with mom and dad? It was great. It was so fun having them here. We dropped them off this morning, so they're on their way back to you. <laughs> wow, that went so quickly. It seemed yeah, like it like forever that they were coming. And I know, I know. We had such a we had a good time. You know, we were trying to be as safe as possible, so there we didn't really do much. So we yeah, I cooked my ass off. <laughs> I saw. Wow, yeah. you were putting your pictures on Instagram of all the food. Oh, oh my good lord. But we drank a lot. We my um, <laughs> I managed to find the Jameson Orange. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. it is so good. So I have Jameson and ginger with a, a wedge of orange in there with it. It's so wow. Is that like a Grand Marnier type of a taste? The the Jameson um, orange. It's, it's very orangey. I, I wasn't expecting it to be that orange, but it's nice because it's like a sweet orange. You know yeah with, yeah with the whiskey and then i just have you know regular ginger ale with it oh nice and, uh just cut up some extra orange and put it in for <laughs> a nice look <laughs> that looks beautiful against the black and white ensemble you're wearing <laughs> <laughs> i got it going and on today i got it going on you today. do you i do. got up to the airport and um i think hazel was worried that i was going to be sad so Yesterday, yeah. we were feasting on this massive Italian feast that we had ordered and picked up. And um, I said to Hazel, my mom and I watched this documentary on George Michael yesterday because this is his, the fifth anniversary of his death. Oh. And, and they were showing his home, you know, the one he died in, in Goring, yeah. in the village of Goring. I said, and it just looks amazing. Like, can we go there someday? And she was like, yeah. So um, after we dropped my parents off, she was like, how you doing? I'm like, okay. She was like, okay, so here's, uh, a we're halfway to Goring. Do you want to go the rest of the way and see George Michael's house? And I was like, yes. Uh, <laughs> so we went there today and we, I took all these pictures and everything. And it, it was just, um, yeah, it was just what I needed to stay not crying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Snapped you out of it a little bit. Yeah. So I just, uh, you know, came home, took a long hot shower, got the house back in order. Oh, right. And, um, you had to get those world germs off. I had to get the road germs off. We, you know, car journeys are a, a thing. You know, we got to have McDonald's and snacks. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, uh, I was just so, I was just a nervous wreck. I don't know why about them, 
getting in, getting on the plane. There's so much testing involved. We had to go, they had to take an antigen test yesterday in order to, wow. to fit to fly test and three hour results and make sure everything was on their <laughs> phone. And, oh, it was like, oh, it was, it was, it was hard. So, um, wow. so checking my flight tracker. <laughs> so they're somewhere <laughs> over the Atlantic right now. They're coming back. They landed like, I don't know, probably about two, three, two, maybe three more hours. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard letting go. Oh, it, <laughs> sure letting go. it wasn't, seems like it wasn't long enough of a time. It was just like, what was it like a little over a week? It or was just 10, about a week. It was, like, it was 10 days, but you know, the first five we stayed inside because they never got their day two test results. And I was oh, nervous wow. letting them out. Like if they, you know, so we did like, you know, just a solid five days of just being at home. And then we, wow. um, yeah, you know, we had Christmas at Hazel's house, which was lovely. She did such a fantastic spread. Her and Aww. her friend Kim did all the cooking and it was just, it was amazing. It was such a nice evening. And, um, and then the next day we just, you know, we had leftovers. And then the next day we went to my mother's favorite garden shop center and it was like chuckered full of people. I couldn't believe it, but we just masked up and endured. And, um, yeah, you know, and then, um, yesterday we had to take them for their fit to fly test. And then we picked up mm-hmm. food and we had a little feast and they Aww. were on the road today. So, uh, yeah, that Aww. was why I didn't want to do it yesterday because I didn't <laughs> know if they would be walking, you know, yeah. like clothes everywhere and packing and their gifts and all that kind of stuff. So I just figured we would, we have a, we have a pretty special guest, man. We have, um, Martha Moxon on the show today. Yeah. Yeah. Daughter of, uh, of Lucy and Mandy from Eek, but, um, is kind of, you know, paving her own way and, and, uh, and building her own path to, uh, to being quite the talented musician. And that is um, awesome. yeah, we got her in the waiting room. You want to say hi? Sure. I want to just mention first, I am just drinking regular Coca-Cola today. Oh, you taking a break? <laughs> I'm taking a break from the holidays and I just wanted a real Coke. You know, once in a while, you just want a real just Coke. Just a real Coke. Yeah. So, the I real thing. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'd mention that be- before you saw me drinking a bottle of Coke. <laughs> what was in it? <laughs> Holiday drinks. <laughs> right, right. Hello. How are you? I know it's fine we've we've already had dinner okay all right good so I was just um explaining to uh to JD that you are the daughter of Lucy and Mandy uh of Eek and I have known you since you were seven right I think very little wow seven she was like a peanut yeah I think so (laughs) but I see that's that's like the way I am with Tyler, because I right. remember Tyler when he was little, yeah. seven years old. I know. And now you're all grown up. And um, I, um, I just cannot believe the incredible music you're putting out there. Like, you know, of course, your mom sends me these things, you know, and I don't, yeah. you know, I don't really share. Sometimes I'll let JD have a little listen or Gemma will have a little listen. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You you do your own songwriting. You literally do all the production of the of the songs. Your your background stuff, your your music, 
you play you play what do you play <laughs> I play I play ukulele and a tiny bit of piano but not not really but I it's just it, it just amazes me what what you're putting out there and the fact that uh I would let's see you were on the the voice uh kids UK over here I'm, like I feel bad that my our U.S. people didn't get to see that because that was incredible. But that yeah. was how long ago? How long was that? Four? Uh, it's, I think it was like three or four years ago. Okay. It was in 2019. Right. Okay. But it was it was recorded in 2018, I think. Right. So you were even littler. So here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was a 50 year old woman watching this, and I was a ball of nerves, sweating. Uh, like I, my, I was, I don't, all I kept saying is how is this kid doing this? So take us, take us back with how you dealt with being around Jesse J, Will I Am, you had Danny as a coach from McFly and who was, who was the other, was there another Pixie? Um, yeah, Pixie Dot. Okay. So you're around all these incredible musicians and all these talented kids and everything. And then you have to perform in front of, at that time, there was no pandemic. So it was a stuffed full arena, knowing that it was going to be taped and go out on television. Mm -hmm. Tell us how you handled that. (laughs) I I think it helped the fact that they were turned around at the start. Because if I went out and they're all just staring at me, I probably would have been more nervous. I'm not saying that I wasn't nervous because I was, I was definitely nervous. Like in, if you watch like the full audition, you can see before I go on, like you can hear me going like, oh, I don't want to go on. I don't want to go on. <laughs> like, and because, because I was one of the last people as well. Yeah. Like everyone was going and going and going. And I was like, cause they, they don't tell you what order you're going to go in. Oh. So everyone was going for me. And like, it just, I just got more and more nervous as more people went. So like, and it was really late at night. It was like 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I was tired and nervous at the same time, which is probably not a very good. That's not a good but, combo, yeah. Not a good combination, but yeah, no, it was, it was really nerve wracking. But like, once I did it, like once I actually got on stage, I just had to like compose myself. But yeah, you it was chose- definitely like, good experience to build my confidence oh big time yeah and you you um you slowed down uh a Whitney Houston song that we all like a poppy how will I know and you uh did a completely different arrangement to that yeah it was it was the Sam Smith's version of the song like he did a cover of it they they told me to do that version of it because they said it would like suit my voice better yeah it really, it was, yeah, it was amazing. But then week after week, like, I know that you, it, it was already done, but for us watching, you know, the, the battle rounds, the knockout rounds, the this, that. And I just remember Gemma and I, like, just sitting on the couch, like, two little, like, two, you know, chewing our nails and watching it. And, <laughs> and so it, it came down to, uh, to you and Sam, didn't it? Yeah, uh, it came down to... Sam and I can't I can't remember who who was with him like do you mean in the final in the oh, uh, the I'm right sorry. before the final right that was yeah 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 so that, that 
there was there was still quite a few there was still quite a few like contestants in the one before the final but in my battle rounds there was me connor and ren yes and then yeah yeah and they pick between the three of us it was it was it was so fun and so entertaining and i think we all knew at that moment like you had you know firmly had a foot in the door to be pursuing, you know, a music career and getting the kinds of a, a kinds of attention that you're getting now, and like, but yeah. you had to go back and had to go back to school after that. What was that like? Yeah, no, it was weird because pe- people were coming up to me and they they were like posting before I went back to school because obviously it was aired on the weekend. Yeah, like people were posting pictures of me on the show and putting like congrats and everything and my phone literally was like ding 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 like I had so many messages like on Instagram I had loads I had loads of new followers loads of new like Snapchat like requests and everything um but no it was really fun like like because like I just kept on getting like more and more notifications they just didn't stop and I just I was so like overwhelming but um and then when I went back to school like people were coming up to me like oh my gosh you were so good like I saw you on the show, like my parents were watching you. And because I was the last as well, they mm-hmm. were like, we watched the whole thing and you were right at the end. And I was like, yeah. I'm sorry, I can't control it. <laughs> so, sorry, yeah, no, there's a bit of a buzz. There's a bit of a buzz on the first day back. And then like a week into going back, I was on the radio and the news. So I went on the radio wow. in the morning and I came into school late. And everyone was like, where have you? I was, I was like, oh, I was just on the radio. And then I had to leave the lesson to go on the news. And I was like, oh, I'm going on the news now. I'll see you later. Real rock and experience. Just... Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Uh, it was actually so good. That's so funny. So, when your moms were on uh, the show, they we were talk, we you came up, we talked about you a bit as well. And uh yeah. they said that they you you just came into music on your own like it wasn't like they forced this on you or influenced you to do this this was something that you wanted to do all on your own and and discovered your own talent um what was that like like did you grow up seeing your moms in the band and want to be like them or was it something that on your own your own talent did that come to be when I like I grew up around music so I think that definitely like that gave me and I like I've always been like at school I've never liked science or like maths or anything <laughs> like that I've always been drawn to like art and English and stuff I think I've just had more of a like I don't know what the word is but I've liked more like creative more creative side yeah. of yeah yeah school yeah so like I, I think, think growing up around music really helped me yeah. like get into it because if, if I didn't grow up around music, I probably wouldn't have been so like, because I got my I got my first ukulele when I was like eight or like mm-hmm. seven. So when I got that, I started playing songs and then I got this little book and started writing lyrics to the songs that I was playing on my ukulele. Wow. So wow. That definitely like the ukulele definitely helped me like started writing songs. That was and, my first instrument too, believe it or not. Um, my grandma I feel like it was a lot of people's first yeah instruments I grew up in a family and the reason I asked you is because I grew up in a family 
we didn't have professional musicians in my family, but we were musical. So everyone played the piano. We all had to take piano lessons. We were three sisters. My other sisters played, but they didn't have that desire to be in front of people doing this. And, um, you know, I do think it's like, it's a combination of if it's around you and it's in you, it has to be both. Cause I've tried buying my nephew's guitars and ukuleles and they don't have an interest so you know they want to yeah you on like it and for someone yeah musical has, you can't just buy both. someone a piano and be like play it right yes yeah right. but they wanted it yeah. you know they wanted it i got them the little amp i even got them a little electric guitar but then it wasn't really there like they like strumming and hearing the the noise and the sound it made but they just never yeah it has to be something you want but it probably was really good to to cultivate your talent that you had that around you with your moms hearing that, uh, you know, hearing them play and watching them play and seeing what the business is yeah. like. That's gotta be a whole other side of it too, to see the, the business part of music. Yeah, I feel as though even if, even if I didn't grow up around music, I probably would have still been doing music now because like growing up with music didn't change the fact that I don't like, like less creative subjects like I've always liked I've, I've never liked maths do you know what I mean like the yeah. number side of things right. like I've always liked like as well like writing and stuff so you're more growing up around music influenced yeah. it, but it didn't like that wasn't the main like it didn't force me to do it right yeah right I remember I you sitting at my kitchen table and painting my uh, painting Gemma's nails and the inc the art that she put on my and you, wow. were little, you were only like I don't even know nine <laughs> or ten maybe but she yeah I had so many nail accounts on Instagram oh my God. I loved it but the, <laughs> the detail and the painting and the patience was just I was like oh my god I would pay you know like I would pay to have this done by a little oriental woman on the high street you know what I mean and here she is sitting yeah. at the table just doing it on a whim it was like oh man yeah I always used to bring all of my nail polishes when nail I saw polishes. family friends like, mom can I bring my nail polishes please <laughs> and I do everyone's yeah. nails yeah but you, I think um, that's what they call left brain right brain you know the right brain is the mathematical and the left brain is the artistic uh I think that's what it is, but yeah, yeah usually definitely. you're one or the other, you're leaning yeah, towards definitely yeah. creative brain because yeah. I mean, I just, I remember even like seeing on Facebook, you know, uh, your moms would post like a, a, a video of you when you were just a tot, like playing the ukulele, you know, and it was just like, oh my God, like she's so little and she's <laughs> playing this. It was, it's incredible. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Um have now like played out, uh, you know, a, a little bit, like you played at Alfast and you, I just saw a video of you playing at the Birmingham, uh, at the end. Yeah, the, the free radio hit, it was the free radio hits live. So we got an email from school saying that there was an opportunity and you had to send in three original songs, like three mm -hmm. at least. So me and my friend Tegan from school stayed after and wrote a song and got it recorded in the studio at school. Like I think having facilities at school as well, like the studio and like the music tech students that we're friends with, like it's so yeah. easy to get like 
really good recordings of songs so we wrote a song after school and then I used a couple of my own songs as well to send in so like they they headlined like not not headlined they put me on the program as like just my name and then I brought Tegan out for the song that we wrote um and yeah it was a really good experience because like before you go into the main event which was the free radio hits live like with like it had like Anne-Marie, KSI, like just like loads of like pop stars and before you go in there there was like a little store where like people who don't want to go in so early can like stand there and watch like we had to go and hand out leaflets oh wow like come to our come to our little thing before the show starts (laughs) um and then yeah we all performed everyone did really well and it was just really exciting because I haven't I hadn't like performed in a while probably since Elfest like to a bigger group of people do you like writing with another person do you like that experience or do you prefer writing alone when you write sit down to write I don't know I, I I probably prefer writing on my own, but like I I also do like writing with other people too because you get more ideas and like ideas that you probably wouldn't have thought of yourself. Mm-hmm. But I do yeah. like sitting in my room on my own and just like writing songs myself. I agree. But no, it is it is for the people. Yeah, that's and then if something happens with your song professionally in the business world, you don't need to get anyone else's signatures or approvals like if you want to put that song out there and you might have to share say publishing or something with someone else um when you when you write with someone else that now you have to both agree to do that so you know if you're if it's just your song that you own all the rights to you could do what you want so yeah this there's a give there's a pro and con to that because it is nice to get other people's intake too you know when you're writing I, uh, yeah, there there is. Pro- I firmly believe that your. I mean, I I from like you said, you walk around with a notebook, you know what I mean, and, and just put your yeah. lyrics in there and everything. And I think every person, whether they're writing a song, or they're writing a TV show, or they're writing a stand-up comedy act, or you know, when you have that creative brain and stuff's going through it, you gotta just you know, make notes, you know, keep it written down because it, yeah. it, it's gone. And once it's gone, it's oh, gone. Oh, yeah. You know? That's like, true. Whenever yeah. I write songs, they like the ideas come to me at the worst times as well. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll just be walking through and I, I won't have anything to write it on. So I'll have to like, I have so many notes of just random lines of songs that I just have in my head. And then I end up just putting them all together to finish an actual song. And they'll come to me like on the bus. Like I, I like writing songs on the bus. Because I don't have anything to do really? on the bus on the phone. <laughs> so ideas just come to me and I write them on the bus. Oh, um, no. But no, they, they come at really like annoying times. So I just have to write them on my notes. <laughs> I just have random live songs. It's That's a mess so in my notes. Yeah, mine has a shower. <laughs> yeah, well, I read somewhere. It's funny <laughs> you should say that, Denise, because I read somewhere that Donna Summers... Um, when she came up with the song she works hard for the money was in a lady's room and she saw the you know the the attendants the sometimes the in like country clubs the the bathroom attendant and she got the idea for the song and she wrote the the first lyrics to that song were written on a paper towel on one of those you know the paper towels that you pull down (laughs) from the thing and they had them 
in, uh, I forget, it was like some museum, like they, there was a museum where they had lyrics that were handwritten from like these famous people, these famous songwriters and the things that they wrote on were just like funny because like you say, um, Martha, you get the ideas at like the, the most random times and you don't have anything to write it on. So that paper towel is somewhere in a museum somewhere that she wrote the words down as they were coming to her in the ladies' room. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, they do come at such random times. You just have to grab something that you have near you and just write it down yeah. or else you'll forget it. Cocktail <laughs> napkins. <laughs> Cocktail napkins. Yeah, anything. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. It's just that kind of stuff is, I don't think other, I don't think uh, an accountant or a mathematician, you know, would understand that. You know, it's no. like, that's just no. something that, you know, we get. <laughs> I would never get it. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. So now your your mom sent me over your your song Call Me and we're going to we're going to put it on the end of this podcast so people can hear it. Tell me a little bit about what you're you're doing at school because you're learning not just you know you're not just there learning to perform you're literally learning music production, right? Yeah. It like we're learning we have like different lessons so um like on different days we'll have one day where we do it's called c7 the music industry which is like computer work and we have tasks every day and like it's like it does sound boring but it's like learning about the industry and the different roles and how they all connect and learning about like publishing and like management and stuff like that so like, even though it is work and it's like written work, it's like exciting work and it's work that I'll need to know instead of like, like pie or like- <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Anything to do yeah. with math. Um, but yeah, and then we do lessons where like on the first week we had, we had to do a solo performance. Um, so, so we could all see like how it like, what everyone sounded like and we could get like a feel for everyone's voice and like what instruments they play. And we had lessons where he would give us a year. So it'd be like the 1970s or the 1980s. And we'd have to pick a song from that year and perform it in bands. Oh. And yeah, it's just like loads of exciting stuff. And we get opportunities all the time to record music. So my friend, Sean, who's on music tech, he's a really good like producer. So whenever I have like new ideas, I'll like send them to him. And we can get them recorded in the studio, which is really exciting because you get to hear it on like the big speakers. Yeah. And like see how yeah. it all works. I, I, I miss school because of the holidays. I am missing school, which I've never said in my life. <laughs> oh my God. That's you're, great. You're, I'll tell you what, man, your, your moms will be happy to hear that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Every mother's like, they that. Would be. yeah. You know, they, I, um, like they say, if you have a job that you love, you never really work a day in your life. And it's the same thing when you start doing that from school going forward, like you're, you're excited to go to school. That's awesome. Yeah. How, you know, yeah, it doesn't feel like school. School. It doesn't yeah. feel like school. Yeah. That's it. You nailed it right on the head. Yeah. It doesn't feel like school. Like you get to do all these great things and, and like having a recording studio there and learning the things that you're interested in. Um, that are mm -hmm. going to benefit you down the line. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's amazing. Right. I just feel like um, it's such the perfect course, you know, it's such the, it's the, it's the perfect road for you to be on, you know, because like I, I tell JJ, yeah, like this, 
this kid's gonna be like big. Like I just keep saying it. This kid's gonna be big. And you know that uh whatever work that you end up having to do if it's in London, that me and Gemma have been designated your London mothers. <laughs> she I hope you I hope have. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna need some help in London. Yeah, I said to you, I told I told Lucy JD, I told Lucy, I'll be in charge of cooking and laundry uh. and you know and uh paranoid texting and and then we got Gemma that is like you just um tell her where you need to go and she will figure out the tube train streets buses you know she'll yeah she's like she's got the whole you know she's glamour London girl so <laughs> She's yeah. So I think I think we have all the bases covered. <laughs> so we're gonna uh, tell us before we go really quick. Just tell us a little bit about your song "Call Me." Like I said, we're going to um, put that on the end of of the show so people can hear it. And then also, like, where can they? Where can people go to hear some of your stuff? Like, oh, official website, Instagram, TikTok. Like, where where you at? Where you be? What's going on? Where do where do where do people find you? <laughs> wow. I I should be releasing music soon. Um, I haven't I haven't got I haven't got any music out there yet. But I do have a Facebook page. I'm pretty sure it's called Martha Moxon Music. Yes, quite a bit of my music's on there. That my my parents run that account. Um, but yeah, I re- I really should have music released like released maybe next year. Um, but yeah, call me. I wrote. I wrote. Call me. I was. I was on YouTube and I was listening to loads of like R and B, like, like backing tracks and stuff. Um, and I've never actually like experienced the experience that I wrote in the song. I, it just came to me, so I just started writing about it. Um, but yeah, I just wrote it in my room, like in like an hour or two, and then I asked Sean if he could record it for me, and I did it. I did it at school, and yeah, I, I was really proud of it. It's so good. It's so good. So yeah, you know, whereas some people were, you know, um, and I'm not going to name names or anything, but some people were just sitting around eating snacks, drinking wine, you know, (laughs) there you were like making music during the pandemic. I commend you for being productive. Um, (laughs) (laughs) whereas I just ate a lot of cheese and drank a lot and that was pretty much how I spent it (laughs) well we started the pot I did eat a lot I forget that (laughs) everybody did but um do you um if you if somebody because you're going to get this question so I might as well prep you right now you're going to get this question a lot like how do you describe your sound good question probably like I I, li- I listen to a lot of R&B artists it's, it's kind of like R&B pop and, and my, my sound is like my, my voice is kind of like not husky but it's, it's a bit like not, a little raspy yeah raspy yeah, yeah. A raspy yeah I think like my my voice has changed a lot over the years as well like it never used to never used to sound how it did today um but yeah, and I think it's still like it's still gonna develop and change as I get older. But yeah, it's like R and B pop, my kind of style. I of do, yeah, I think the thing I like about it is that it's not as um, chaotic as as like a standard pop song. You know, like you don't 
you don't yeah. feel that uh, messy messiness that I find in, in pop music. There's like a smoothness to it, you know, that, that that's yeah. the part that I like. So I, I definitely agree with you. It does have like the, the R and B undertones, you know, with, with maybe a poppy lyric and that's, that's yeah. perfect. It's, it's a, it's a great blend. And I, um, I swear, I wish you all the best. I just noticed our time is, is dripping down here. Uh, I wish you all the best. And like yeah. I said, you know, you have a, a spot here. Um, and we will, uh, we're Thank you so excited much. to, uh, to put your song at the end of this so people can, can catch it. And then they can just go to Martha Mox and music on Facebook and start rooting around and digging around and be creepy stalkers. Cool. <laughs> Way cool. Great meeting you, Martha. Yeah. I'm so glad I had a chance Thank to you meet for you. having me on here. I'm super thrilled. I really enjoyed speaking to, do it. to you. I know. I miss you. We're going to have to, we're all, when this plague is over with, we're all going to have to get together and, and, uh, and have some good times for a change. Definitely. <laughs> All right, kiddo, Definitely. give your moms a hug from us. All right. I will. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Wow. Uh -oh. What a great kid. How cute is she? Yeah, adorable. The adorable. Just, it, it's so off the charts. Like this kid, like I said, from the time she was little, playing a little ukulele and, and like going to the launch party when, when, um, when Eek launched, uh, love loss and bowling, I did yeah. from, that, from that pub and she was just so little. And I just remember uh -huh. her being there and doing a little interview with her and her friend. And it was like, so <laughs> cute. and, um, yeah, you always know, you can kind of spot it, you know, you know, when, it, when a kid's got talent and they're oh, yeah. totally passionate about it. And like yeah, the year yeah. before Elfest had to take a break, she sang on the um, on the uh, acoustic stage, you know. And oh, that's one of the things yeah. I will say about Elfest is that I've met a lot of talented kids. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there was a, a, one of Mandy's students, uh, Annie Briggs, is an incredible musician. I mean, she's she's I, one of the people that I really want to have on. But I met her when she was like eleven, you know. Yeah. You know, and to see her grow and see these kids like just embrace their talent and nurture it. And, um, you know, you just have all the hopes in the world, you know, for them to, to go on and do big, big things. Yeah, because the key to that is starting young, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, and then, you know, I like I said, I feel that way about Tyler because yeah. he was <laughs> little a little kid with the Harry Potter glasses and. Judy and I were on stage. He'd get up and sing, you know, a couple once in a while a song I was with thinking her. That when you said about you bought your son, your um, your nephew's the guitar, he's been mm -hmm. up on stage with you and wailed on that thing, like just goofing around with you. But oh yeah, he's yeah. got a little ham in him. He may not have the um, you oh. know, the discipline, but he's got a little ham in him. He most certainly does. Well, when I said my nephews, I meant my older nephews. Oh, my, I met okay. my sister sons. And then, yeah, Joni's Jack. Oh my gosh, he's just yeah. like he doesn't play yet, but he's he's got the he's got a rhythm that you can't teach anyone. You know, he's got a feel for yes. the rhythm. Yeah, you just have he's to have got the moves, moves, man. Yeah. I love when they video got his the moves. Moves <laughs> and the fact that he um, he's not nervous to get up on stage in front of people. I mean, right yeah. there, like I like I said, like for me as a grown ass woman. Mm -hmm, the nerves mm -hmm. that I was feeling from Martha, you know, yeah, at that yeah. point, she was like 13, 12, 13 or oh, whatever. Yeah. 
being on television, but being around like Jesse J and Pixie Lott and Will I Am and Danny uh, from McFly and and then you know performing the battle rounds and the knockout rounds and that kind of pressure on a kid that age, you know, like I'm thinking I feel it and I'm sitting on the couch watching it. I right, can't right. <laughs> imagine how they handle it. So if they've got you know, the ability to get up on stage in front of people and do their thing. Mm-hmm. That's half the battle, you know? Oh, yeah. And that's why having her moms in the business, get having someone do that for you, you know, like me bringing Jack up and even yeah. Joan to a degree, I brought her up on yeah, stage. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, it's funny because I remember being a little kid in the first grade. I was painfully shy. Like, I just didn't want to talk. to. I couldn't, like, go up and talk to a group of kids. I was just super shy. Yeah. But I walked into the lunchroom, and our lunchroom doubled as the auditorium. Yeah. So I saw a microphone that the lunch ladies, like, you know, made their announcements when it was time to go back to class. Right. And when I saw the, the microphone. My mom's friend was the lunch lady. So I asked her if she let me sing. So here it is. I can't speak to the kids, but I got up on the stage and just started randomly singing at lunchtime. Well done you. Everyone. <laughs> and it was crazy that if it, you know that if it's in you, and I think I'm like that to a degree now too as an adult. Like I can sing in front of a you know room full of people, but I'm a little shy. Like you bring me yeah. into a group of people that I'm new to. So right. well, that's yeah. why we do this. <laughs> exactly i'm just flying solo with the coke that's today, okay that's all right gotta, i'm enjoying gotta, a little <laughs> yeah you gotta like take a little break after the holidays i get that for sure mm-hmm. i'm not gonna do it but i get it <laughs> <laughs> all right my friend the thing is catching up yeah i'll be back to do this You wait right in front of my face I just chose to ignore them You got me hooked cause I'm loving the chase I know it's no race So you're making me run so Call me when you get a chance I'll be waiting for you At the other end of the line Call me when you get a chance I'll be waiting for you It don't even matter the time It could be five in the morning You're more important I just hope it's enough I saw all the red flags you wait right in front of my face I just chose to ignore them You got me hooked cause I'm loving the chase I know it's no race but you're, you're making me run so Call me when you get a chance I'll be waiting for you at the other end of the 